I feel that we hit the mark tonight in prayer. There's just a new level. It's over here. Many more. All right, Father, I just lift up this time of, of the word right now, and everybody agrees with me. I just pray for a fresh touch on this. Can you bring my this mic down just a little bit because it's kind of ringing, not a whole lot, maybe just one notch. But I thank you, Lord, for a fresh anointing right now on this word, and that the anointing and the glory is so strong on this word that people give their best ear, their full attention, really get locked in and focused and receive everything, Lord, that you have for them right now. Let it go out and impart what you have for them in Jesus' name. Even those that are in the glory and you're soaking, I want everybody to please give me your best here tonight. I ask you, Father, by your spirit, just to lock people in right now, anoint eyes and ears that we will truly get this tonight. All right, there's a scripture that says in Zechariah 2, 3, seek the Lord all humble in the land. You who do what he commands, seek righteousness and humility and perhaps you will be sheltered on the day of the Lord's anger. And, of course, I put this up top here about the end. It's just referencing the end times that we're living in and preparing for the days ahead. But what I'm warning people is this, and I want you all to hear me. I can preach and preach and preach and keep preaching, but that doesn't mean that people are going to do anything different. <laughs> you know, I've seen that over the years. Some people do and some people don't. But I've preached so much along these lines and I want y'all to hear me in the days to come you've got to do this for yourself is everybody hearing me you've got to do this for yourself you cannot just depend on a preacher to do this for you the power of the Lord's Supper I'm telling you you're gonna have to come under the blood of Jesus every day I take the Lord's Supper and I pray just starting literally for me and my family and ministry, but I just start at the top of the head and work down, Lord, the blood of Jesus. I bring the blood over our minds, our thought lives, our eyes and ears, and I just go all the way down to the feet, the blood covering our lives. I pray the blood. I, I just speak the blood of Jesus because the blood's applied by faith. I bring the blood over our homeland vehicles, everything we own, over our finances. I'll tell you, that's a big deal. You want the blood over your finances. Because your finances are kind of locked up in a lot of different places, like bank accounts, investments, saving, retirement, and they're not actually physically in your hand. You want to make sure that the blood is over your finances, your blood over your vehicles and your travels, that you get your life saturated and covered in the blood every day. I hope and I pray that people take this to heart. This is a perfect example of not just being a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. This is a classic example. Because you're dealing with serious plagues and pestilences, you're dealing with terrorism, you're dealing with pe perilous times, the Bible says. You're dealing with, you know, an antichrist spirit trying to creep into America. All kinds of things going on, and you better be under the blood. I remember one time David Hogan was with a bunch of guys that he took out witnessing in a new area, and there was, um, it had never heard the gospel, so there was all these witch doctors and shamans, and he said that as they marched in there, the, the power of the enemy was very strong because it had been so inundated for so many years and probably hundreds of years with hardcore witchcraft and black magic and the gospel had never been there so he said he's walking in there and the power of the enemy was so heavy that there were grown tough men that were with him some of them were crying and he told him he said woe to anybody that's got hidden sin that's been playing games now's the time to be under the blood of the lamb the blood the blood will cause, just like Job. Job shed blood for his family. 
And Satan himself said, I can't touch Job because there's a hedge of protection. That's the words the Bible uses, a hedge of protection. That's where it comes from. There's a hedge of protection around him and his family and all that he has that even Satan couldn't touch him. Satan couldn't touch him without God's permission. Why? Because the blood that was shed for his family put a hedge of protection around him. And I'm telling you, the blood will put a hedge about you for, regarding sickness. I'll put a hedge about you regarding a lot of things, a lot of satanic attack. So number one, come under the blood. Take the Lord's Supper. Let there be a deep consecration unto God every day. Make sure that you check yourself every day. Don't allow sin in. I'm telling you, sin can open such a door for the enemy. The, the second thing is, I've given these out and I've told people, as plain as I can say it, that you need to be going through this every day for a couple years. I remember telling people, a couple years, not a couple days, not a couple weeks. Give it two years until it becomes established in you. And as you go down through this, and you take communion, and you're speaking these the scriptures out loud over yourself, I'm telling you, and this is on our website, it's under the healing series I did, go to the sermon page and look up the healing series, there's a prayer chart, but I'm telling you, as you speak that word and you meditate on that word, please hear me, it is going to produce a faith in you, a deep, powerful faith in you, to be able to believe God for things you could have never believed God for before. You've got to do this for yourself. The Bible talks about meditating on the word of God day and night, and it talks about speaking the word of God, and that faith comes by hearing the word. So as you're going through this and you're speaking this out loud, maybe you're taking communion and you're saying, Lord, I thank you that you made him who, be who knew no sin become sin for me, a sin offering, so that through him, I made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You keep speaking that over yourself every day. It's getting in your ears. It's going down into your spirit. Your great faith is arising in you, and those words are forming some kind of a hedge about your life. Keep doing it. Keep speaking it over and over. Not only growing in faith, but also the power of these words to protect you. Also... I'm telling you that you've got to have soaking prayers in the days to come. There's got to be soaking prayers. As you soak in God's manifest presence, that the Lord in that, in that place, as you're soaking, the Lord is imparting deep things into you. He's filling you with extra oil. But you're going to have to be a person that will spend time soaking in God's presence. And as I preached, during that whole series I did on dreams and visions, I kept encouraging people. I said, you need to pray before you go to bed at night, and you need to ask God to give you dreams, and you need to ask God to put you under his glory and that you'll sleep in the glory throughout the night. Are y'all hearing me? The nighttime doesn't have to be a negative thing. A lot of people, when they come to Christ, it seems like a negative thing, but it doesn't have to be. It can be something that's very powerful. All right, and then another thing that's happening as you pray is that angels are being released. So as you pray, God is going to send out his holy angels to be around your life, and they will protect you. I don't think that probably any of us really realize how extremely powerful it is for people to come into church and humble themselves and come to church and be hungry and to take communion together, the Lord's Supper corporately, with a pastor, a leader, and then that leader to speak a blessing over you. 
I don't think any of us probably realize how huge that really is. Because when you're taking the Lord's Supper and a blessing's being spoken over you, I guarantee you angels are being released right there on your behalf. The next thing is about you being a priest. You're going to have to guard your home and clean your home and keep it clean. The enemy is looking for a way in. The Bible says he's like a roaring lion looking for who he can devour. So make sure that you clean out your home, that you keep it holy. You be the, a priest unto God, male or female. We are all priests. The husband, yes, is like a high priest, but the family is Christians. You have a priestly ministry. You go through your home. You take communion. If you want to, you take that juice representing the blood of Jesus, and you begin to put it over rooms. You begin to put it over the, the Internet router. and what You're, you're not going to let things just come in and out as they please. No, the blood is there, and nothing is coming in here except which is holy to God. You see, you lay down the boundaries. You put the blood there and say, this far and no farther. You go to the DVR and things like that. You put it under the blood. You take authority. You be the priest that prays over everything that comes into your home. You know, when you buy groceries, we talked about this at the turn of the year. When you, when you buy things, pray over it and get it under the blood. I don't think any of us can really realize how serious this, all this really is in the days to come. You need your home to be marked and protected. You need your home to be enveloped in the glory. You need angels around your home in the days to come. You're going to need them around your vehicle, and you're going to need to be under the blood big time with the things that's going on. So you, as a priest, you examine your life, and, and as you take communion every day or however often you want to take it, you don't have to take it every day, but I recommend Jesus is right at the door. The end times are upon us. I recommend people take it every day. You get washed with the water. Does that, if that means baptism for you because you feel like you need it, like I preached on that mikvah, or just washed in the water of the word, you get a. Did you know that the communion, you don't have to have somebody take communion with you like a pastor with you. You can take communion on your own. And you can also, if you need to, if you feel like some kind of weird defilement or something evil if you feel like you need a baptism you can come see me we'll do that but did you know you can do that yourself you're a priest you can do it yourself and not only that and this is just led by the spirit i'm not saying you need this all the time but if something happens and you feel dirty and you feel defiled don't ignore that deal with it get some type of cleansing in your life and also the anointing with oil did you know you can anoint yourself with oil you can anoint your home with oil you don't have to have a minister do it for you you're a priest the bible says that we are a royal priesthood so you you can operate and function as a priest to cleanse your home and your life and ask the lord to send the fire of his holy ghost to purge you deeply purge you and the importance of prayer remember on this sheet it goes down through, on the back, it goes down through the Lord's Prayer. So it can walk you through on the back how, how you're to pray, our Father that's coming through the blood. Hallowed be your name. Spend time in praise and worship. Your kingdom come will be done. And then it talks about how to pray under that. You can pray for Israel and all these different things. And then give us our daily bread, your needs. But anyway, it's a pattern, and that's Jesus said pray like this and there's a reason because when you use the Lord's pattern of prayer it seems to be all encompassing it's everything that needs to be covered that day so make sure and follow that pattern the value of speaking blessings oh my goodness 
I pray that people listen. This is the new new one I've been preaching on lately, but I'm telling you, when you get in a vehicle, when, you, when you're about to eat a meal, when you come home, in, you're, you're in your prayer time in the morning and at night, you need to take a moment and speak blessings. Blessings are incredibly powerful. There have been people that have been reported being physically and, and emotionally totally healed because of blessings that were spoken. Blessings have such power that there's creative life. And so take a moment to speak a blessing when you get into your car. I bring this vehicle and its travels are in the blood of Jesus. We bless you. Bless the Lord first. We bless you, Lord. But we bless this vehicle and have safe travels. Angels are around it. You're going to, everything about you is going to work better and last longer than it should. I bless you to be a place of God's manifest presence. And just speak blessings over it. I promise you, I've been doing this because I've done a study on my own about the Hebrew roots of the faith. And I saw how important blessings are to the Jewish people because it was something that was deeply ingrained in their culture going way back to Abraham but I saw how throughout their life and throughout their day they speak a blessing all the time and, and I, God really put that on my heart and so I said you know what I'm going to start doing this for myself and ever since I started doing it I can feel that there's more of God's presence there's more peace around me all the time and I feel like those blessings are creating more and more of a protection around my life Satan can't curse what God's blessed. And then also the strength of praying in tongues. Every day I try to spend time praying in the Spirit. Some, some great times as if you drive at all, spend that time praying in tongues. I'm telling you, praying, the Bible says you build up your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. And ask the Lord, Lord, I don't know what to pray, so I ask you by your Holy Spirit, come pray through me. And the Lord will pray through you the perfect will of God for you and for others. But I'm telling you, blessings and praying in tongues are huge. You're going to need them in the days to come. You're going to need it. This isn't something I'm preaching tonight like, hey, you know, if you want to have a blessed, happy life, yada, yada, yada. No, I'm saying that you were living in the last days. You will need this. And the final advice I would give you is this, that this year, you know, this is a Shemitah year next year, and you know that there's some things that's going on in the earth that's very unstable. You know that. And I'm encouraging you to pray about it, but get some financial seed in the ground. If you don't, and next year you have some issues, you know, I'm just telling you, get some finances in the ground of the kingdom of God now so that whenever things try to come up next year, You'll be like, now, wait a second, Lord. I was a, I'm a faithful tither. I bless Israel. I sowed into your kingdom, and I'm believing you. I promise you those type of prayers are powerful when it comes to finances. I'm speaking from experience. You know, my wife and I have been through times where we haven't had, you know, Sandy, Sandy's been through times where she, she was homeless. I've been through times where I didn't have hardly anything. You know, and I've had to learn these principles, but there's, there's a power in being a tither and a generous giver. There just is. There's blessings on it. And if you bless the poor, and if you bless Israel, and in your faithful tithing into your church, I promise you God's going to bless you big time in your financial realm. All right, and stay in church and in revival. You need this. I'm telling you, you need the glory around your life. Ask the Lord about this. The glory can be about you like a wall of fire. The glory can be about your home. Every morning I spend time in prayer and every night before I go to bed I spend time and I make sure 
that the blood is there and everything's holy and pure and the glory. And I'm telling you, it is powerful. And before my wife and I go to bed, we bless each other and we pray together and the glory settles over us. You can just feel the glory. We, ask, we say, Holy Spirit, come, fill this place. I bless her, she blesses me. We pray together and the glory just settles over. All right, and then finally, this is my last piece of advice. After, remember, stay in church and stay in revival. Don't let the devil get you offended about something stupid. Well, pastor preached this and I didn't like it. Maybe you needed to hear it. That's why you didn't like it. Maybe God's trying to convict something. Maybe God's trying to change something. Don't get offended and get out of church. I've seen people do. There's people that need to be in church right now that, that should be in River of Life that just aren't here. They got lazy. They got backslid or they got offended or whatever. But none of it's going to hold up on judgment day, you know. Here's the last thing. Be about the Lord's business. When Jesus comes, let him find somebody that is busy doing his work. That you're not somebody that's just sitting around all the time watching your favorite TV show. But rather, you're somebody that is witnessing. You're somebody that's at prayer meetings praying. Because even after you're out of here you die should the lord tarry or you're raptured out of here or whatever you're gone your prayers live on your prayers live on and they will still be affecting the earth so be about the lord's business to be a prayer warrior to be an intercessor to be a witness to be involved in the church and the kingdom getting the word of the lord out there be about his business because i'm telling you with the signs of the times that we're living from somebody that is deeply studied end time prophecy I know I'm not an expert but I'm, I know what I'm talking about though I do know about it I'm telling you the coming of the Lord is very near seriously it really could be any time you know I expect you know it'll be around a feast day or something just because that's the pattern but we don't know the day nor the hour but I'm telling you it's near very near and we only have so many more years if the Lord tarries that long to bring in a harvest that's one of the things I'm praying to Lord. I'm like, Lord, please don't delay. I walk out of here and I see people everywhere. They're going to hell. They don't know the Lord. Lord, please come and visit your, your awesome revival power through River of Life. Not for us. I honestly don't care if I'm never on television, if nobody knows. I go speak somewhere like, who's this guy? I don't care. I don't care nothing about that. But what matters to me is, is that he comes down and all of a sudden all these people are getting saved. That's really all I care about. And the sick and the hurting are healed by him. It doesn't have to be, I don't care if it's my hands, your hands, or nobody's hands. Just the fact that God touched them. People are delivered a demon so that they can live free and, and serve the Lord. You can't really serve the Lord if you're all up, tied up in bondage and tormented. you know. But they're free so they can be what Jesus called them to be. It's all I care about, all I live for. And so, anyway, I'm telling you, please, for your sake over this next year, be consistent in this. I'm going to be a prayer warrior. I'm going to speak the word of God. I'm coming under the blood. I'm going to discipline myself to go after God until it becomes a lifestyle. And then it'll be such a habit in your life. I can't even imagine now after for 15, 20 years of praying every day, I really have a hard time imagining what a day would be like to not pray. That seems weird to me. It seems to me like it would feel very empty. But it's been so long since I've had a day where I just didn't pray that I don't know what life would be like. That's how long. It's because it's become a lifestyle. 
Because even if you can only pray 20 minutes, I've had days I pray, I try to pray for a while because I'm, you know, I feel like I need to. But, but some days you're just so so much is going on. You maybe only can pray for 20, 30 minutes or something. But there, it's usually when that happens, the Lord, he, you know, he's so loving. I'm like, Lord, I don't have a lot of time, and His presence comes. It's like, oh, it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a good 20 minutes though, you know. And you just pray. But anyway, let's go ahead and 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 shut down recordings. Lord, let this get in people in Jesus' name. Amen.